Coming up today on Locked On at Texas Tech, you want position swaps, we've got position swaps. And given the fact we're eight games into the season, that makes us feel how? You are Locked On Texas Tech, your daily podcast on the Texas Tech Red Raiders. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're going to start this thing off right. Everything runs through Lubbock. Great to be with you again on Locked On at Texas Tech on the Locked On Podcast Network. And thanks as always to those making us their first listen on YouTube or anywhere you get podcasts. Today's episode brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use our code Locked On College for 20 bucks off your first purchase. With the only Chris Level, I'm Casey Cowan. Chris, great to be with you again, my man. And we are creeping up on this Thursday night affair. It's Tech and Texas Christian, the West Texas Championship. Once again, back here in the LBK and some things to touch on today that Red Raider head coach Joey McGuire touched on in his weekly visit with the media and we haven't even gotten to the game where we were going to see Chris some things in play that we discussed last week as far as some changes offensively along the offensive line more to talk about there of course and getting Baron Morton back on the field plenty to consider there as far as his potential connections with pass targets or otherwise but we've got something else to consider now, as you see there at the top of the list, a defensive swap uh, is up for digestion. So take us there, man. And what do we need to know about what's happening with CJ Baskerfield and Tyler Owens? Yeah, you know, and, and of all the things that were discussed, uh, you know, in, in, in Coach McGuire's press conference, um, th- this wasn't one that I was like expecting, but I also was was surprised. You know, I don't know if I'm being sarcastic or not, but there was no talk of any sort of saddle, uh, which kind of I don't know made me <laughs> made me somewhat sad. You mentioned the West Texas Championship. Right. I mean, and how did they back years ago? How did they lose this thing? Just like in every bit of material that you read, it's like it was lost. How, how do you? I mean, I think somebody just maybe had to use it once upon a time. <laughs> sorry, <laughs> sorry, boys. Just, it I just rode off into the sunset, it literally. Just rode off, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there, there goes the trophy. Um, well, hopefully, it's not in, in. It didn't ride off into New Mexico or some some no you know, no bad bordering state uh, of ours. <laughs> um, so, yeah, they, they you know there's some time I think in in the bye week to to maybe you know tinker or or, or whatever it may be. And we, we already you mentioned it, we already know about the the offensive line kind of position switch, which we found out about last week. That's more necessitated necess, necessitated. Man, it is it's early. It's early. Necessitated. How about that? Holy Nailed cow. Choo, 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 choo. Okay, I'm back. Okay. Golly, man. Reboot. Necessitated. Yeah. If you just turn it off and turn it back on, sometimes <laughs> it'll just it'll just work. You know. That's right. Uh, there you go. Um, the old man. Goodness fixed. gracious! Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Necessitated, man. I don't know why it just it wouldn't it wouldn't hit right. You um, went for it early. That's a five <laughs> syllable word right out of the gates on a Tuesday, and that's ambitious. I don't even yeah. know if I got that right. Okay, so <laughs> so Tyler Owens and C.J. Baskerville are also going to to switch positions. I think for the foreseeable future, if not permanently, the rest of the season. And and so what that means is is you've got you know one of those safety spots will be being manned by uh, C.J. Baskerville and I think Tyler Owens is going to come up closer to the line of scrimmage and play that star position. Uh, I I wondered about 
as as you were missing, you know, CJ Baskerville was missing. I'm trying to remember, was it he's he's missed some time here? I think it was the Kansas State game. And and, and I, I'm sitting there, okay, like he's gonna miss this game. Like, who would they put at at star? Uh or or back up um I, I think Brendan Jordan. Um and you know the Jordan Sanford, I think the the the, the two Jordans are, are kind of the backups, I think, for both of these spots. Uh, it, which is, which is ironic, but because I even thought about, you know, what could, could Tyler move up to star at that point and, and provide some depth, uh, or, you know, would you pull a red shirt off of, you know, Marcus Ramon Edwards and let him play more defense as opposed to, to just some special teams or whatever. Uh, but this is ultimately about, I think, trying to be a bit more dynamic uh, maybe, maybe you know, you, you feel a bit better, like as far as some playmaking and just trying to give it a a, a, a switch. But the biggest thing is, I think C.J. Baskerville is going to play safety next year. Hmm. I think they'd already kind of determined, decided that, and felt like, and so they want to go ahead and get a look at it early and give him a jump start. And I think that they're trying to jump start Tyler Owens as well, and maybe see if he can't you know, get going a bit because he hasn't had the kind of season that we, we would have hoped for. Um, and he just, he hadn't been healthy. uh, He hadn't made the plays that we thought. And you're, you're, you know, we've talked a lot about how many times you turn it over on offense and, and, you know, yet we, we have talked a lot about recently about not creating any takeaways and making the plays that are there. And maybe this is some of that trying to just kind of jumpstart things there to where maybe you can, can, you know, get the ball out a bit or, or make some of those pressure plays and all those kinds of things. But ultimately this is a big picture move for CJ Baskerville, but I was not, I, I'll be honest. I was not expecting it. Uh, I, I didn't know that they were going to go that route or whatever, but I mean, you know, that's the fun thing about bye weeks and you're always trying to improve and, but there, there's some of the reasons why. What do you think in an individual it takes to really be impactful at that star position? Like what, what's a prototypical star defender <laughs> for two it's uh, you know because I, I I think I think you have a, a true freshman that's played a lot of time you know spent a lot of time there and I think he's kind of the prototype I think Marcus Ramon Edwards you know think of it as a um, you, you know like a, a small forward in basketball you know that's kind of what you're looking for you're looking for that you know, guy that can kind of maybe, you know, get into the paint, guy that can be real tricky on the perimeter, guy that's quick enough, but also kind of, you know, big enough and all that. There, there's yeah. a lot of things you're looking for for that star position because it's it really is a hybrid. Yeah. And you, you've got to be able to to get into the run game a bit and, and get into the backfield and whether it be rush the passer or get off of a linebacker and stop the running back or whatever it may be. Or But you've also got to be able to, you know, take a running back coming out of the backfield or, or a slot receiver and, and end up 25 yards down the field in coverage. I think, I think let's take last year and this year. I think when all are healthy, I think muddy waters was phenomenal at and behind the line of scrimmage. You know, yeah. I think he was as good uh, as you had on your team last year and maybe one of the best in college football. Honestly, I think there was some data that backed that up. I think CJ Baskerville is a little more, is a lot better in coverage down the field. I don't know if he's quite as good as Muddy at or or behind the line of scrimmage. So they're both a tilt toward, but because it's yeah. kind of one of those things where you need to be able to be good at everything. 
you know, and it's an important spot, but I think they're going to let Tyler Owens do it. And I I think, I think Marcus Ramon Edwards, the the Trinity product from, from Lubbock is a kind of a prototype, a great athlete. And I use the basketball player analogy because he was a really good basketball player uh, in, in high school. And there's this clip that went viral of him when he signed of this, he goes up and tries to to dunk it, and it kind of clanks off, but he still catches it. And then he's just <laughs> hanging on the rim with one hand, and he's hanging. You know, I mean, it was very athletic. Doesn't none of it counted, but it was like a. As far as watching a little video, it was like goodness gracious, this kid's athleticism is nuts. It's been a while since I've played sanctioned basketball. I <laughs> think that's illegal, but I'd have to check the the rule book. Sounds like you know, typically at that spot, you're going to find some of or your best athletes. Yes, like your most impactful, naturally gifted guys athletically, uh, you're going to find at that spot. I, you know, I can't get around the fact that any way you slice it, Chris, that it's kind of different to me than the offensive swap with um, Wilburn and Rusty Stats. That seems somewhat spurred on by injury. Uh, there may be some play or lack thereof <laughs> satisfaction as well. Like you're not not doing a good enough job. I don't know what all went into that, but I know that there was an elbow issue for Stats that seem to have factored into that uh, fairly significantly. But on the defensive side, this swap, I know that Owens and Baskerville, honestly, have been, as you were just describing, kind of in and out from a, a health standpoint. But I, for some reason, I kind of, I don't know, I feel a little worse about this. Am I wrong as a fan? Because, I mean, we're getting into November, and these are two you know key contributors, and we're swapping them now as we get into the latter stage of the season. This doesn't seem like a good sign or something indicative of things going, I guess, well there. But I, maybe I'm not even processing it correctly. Like, how much has health factored into it? Or do you think, hey, we're really searching for a way to fill up, like you said, you know, some of those big play columns, whether it's turnovers or tackles behind the line of scrimmage. First, today's episode brought to you by Game Time. And you shouldn't have to sweat it out when buying tickets to your favorite events. And with Game Time, you won't because it's always a breeze using the Game Time app where you're going to find killer last-minute deals, views from every seat, and their lowest price guarantee. Game Time has deals on tickets right up to the start of the event and even an hour after it begins, which means Game Time is the place to find last-minute seats for any event. The fastest, easiest way to buy tickets, and not just fast, but it's also secure and simple to use when you download the Game Time app. So take the guesswork out of buying tickets with Game Time by downloading the Game Time app, creating an account, and then use our code Locked On College for twenty bucks off your first purchase. That's Locked On College, L O C K E D O N C O L L E G E. Locked On College for twenty bucks off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and use our promo code Locked On College. For $20 off. Download the Game Time app today for last minute tickets at the lowest price. Guaranteed. Maybe I'm not even processing it correctly. Like, how much has health factored into it? Or do you think, hey, we're really searching for a way to fill up, like you said, you know, some of those big play columns, whether it's turnovers or tackles behind the line of scrimmage? I, I think there's, uh, you know, as you, as you probably, w- you know, would, would have sat around that that boardroom table and they were discussing different things. Um, I, I think trying to get Tyler Owens going, you know, making him more effective, putting him in a position gotcha. to succeed. Hey, guys, we're going to we're going to we've already talked about this. We're going to put CJ at this spot next year. We think this is what's best as we look at our roster going forward. Let's go ahead and take a look at it because we don't think either either spot is going to take a hit. And and maybe, you know, if anything, it stays status quo. But you're hopefully 
it, it they, they they you know get a bit better yeah um and and you know would you would you do this if you were sitting here at eight no right <laughs> yeah I, I I don't know but you're you're three and five and and you know unfortunately you you have to have a bit of an eye on on next year yes you absolutely want to win and get to bowl bowl eligibility status all those things but you you also have to have an eye on next year uh as well as as you kind of get toward the end here uh with, with things not having gone as well as you wanted to so yeah you know i, th- gotcha. I think there's some different reasons there yeah before we leave the defensive side of the football one of the more intriguing things heading into this week and i guess each subsequently week it's kind of been building over the last few the status of jacob rodriguez and i think it was somewhere around 90 percent we heard yesterday <laughs> from coach mcguire we, I guess, weeks ago, we're thinking, all right, is it uh, is it going to be, you know, K State? Is it going to be BYU? Now we're into an open week. You get into a little extra time, uh, maybe to get him back on the field. That's one layer of the interest, Chris. But w- another layer of this that I'm interested in with Rodriguez, and tell me if I'm just off base here or miscalculating, but he's still like in a red shirt zone, is he not? If he were to only play X number of games the remainder of the year. I think how does what, this come together? Yeah, I, I you know he's obviously played in the Wyoming game. You have four remaining games. I think that one he he he's one of your best players uh, on on defense. I think they think very highly of him. He's he wants to play. Here's how you do this. E- either I, I think one of two things happen. Either he'll be good enough and and healthy enough, I should say, to play against TCU. And depending on how the, the the next two or three games go, if you're bowl eligible or whatever, you know, or or you're 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 out of it or whatever, you can make a decision going to Austin and going, hey man, we're going to shut you down, you know. That way gotcha. we can, you know, or maybe maybe he plays against TCU and it goes really well, and you just say, hey man, we're we're going to worry about a redshirt year down the line. You've got several years left because jo- Joey's off, and, and and there's some truth to that. It's a bit of a gamble, but more often than not, it, it's one of those things where over a four to five year period, there's an injury that occurs with, with football players most of the time where, you know, unfortunately, there, there's one of these years where they're going to get dinged up or need something to happen with them and whatever and just not, you know, and, and then you can make the decision down the road, I guess is what I'm saying. Yeah. So, but, you know, and, and maybe they say, hey, Jacob, you're not you're not quite there yet against TCU at that point, then he would be able to play the rest of the three and then no worse for the wear. But it sounds like all of it is being considered. I'm not oh, just yeah. being a silly Very fan. Very much so. Okay. Yeah. That, that's a really interesting deal. And you want to be smart, obviously, for his future and the future of what he can be for your program. But as you're still sitting here, and as you just outlined, with some objectives still out there possibly to be reached as far as just getting back to the postseason, uh, you're still invested clearly here. So we'll see how it goes over the next couple of weeks. Uh, just one more on Rodriguez. W- was there some additional delay or setback? Because I really felt like we were cruising towards an earlier return at one point, but we still haven't gotten it. Was I just being too greedy, <laughs> wanting it back too early, or how has this kind of progressed? I, I think you know th- there's there's time frames that are used. I think when you originally heard four to six weeks, um, you know you're you're definitely past the 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 six week mark but the it, I, I think it's a high ankle sprain i think that's right those are very tricky especially for a position of when, when you're 
cutting and moving and, and you know, and all, all the things that you're going to ask an interior linebacker to do. Uh, and and I, I think that ultimately they want to make sure that they don't want to just use up one of these games if he can't really play in it. And yeah. I think Joey even touched on that. Like if he can give us 25 to 30 quality snaps, at this point we would say, Let, let's do this. But if, it, if, if it's not there yet, then we're just not going to – you know, we're not just going to token toss him out there and just like you know let let him hey get back in it. You know that's not what they're yeah. what they're doing. If he if, if he's good enough to play, we want him to play. And then at that point, you'd have Ben Roberts, Josiah Pierre, I think Bryce Ramirez, and uh, Jacob Rodriguez. And boy, do you feel good about that little quartet? Uh, but you know, it's like you haven't all all four of those. Well, except for Ben Roberts, all all those other guys they've missed some time this year. Yeah, and it's almost. I don't know if it's apples to apples, but it's almost uh, comparable to the way I feel about the quarterback position. And again, trying to pursue a sixth win, getting back to a bowl game. Baron Morton back in the mix that we'll get to coming up in just a second makes me feel a little bit better, obviously, about that pursuit. But Rodriguez back in the mix almost encourages me just as much, Chris, about the, the team that you could become to finish the year if, like we've talked about here, he can actually be impactful so we'll defer to those guys uh in those shoes making those decisions and see what comes to pass just a couple of days away again remember we don't have until saturday to think this through it's going down thursday night okay i mentioned baron morton some additional time obviously for the team overall as far as the open week is concerned but let's hop to the other side of the line of scrimmage first today's episode brought to you by FanDuel, America's number one sports book and the official sports book of Locked On. And fall is in the air. Helmets are on heads. Briskets are on smokers. And the action is with America's number one sports book. And there's never been a better time to join in on that action than right now because new FanDuel customers can bet only $5 and get $200 back in bonus bets guaranteed. So dive in and join in on the fun with FanDuel by downloading their safe, secure, and easy-to-use app or you can bet on all things under the sports sun. And when you're a winner, you're always paid instantly with FanDuel. So visit FanDuel.com slash locked on. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on. And sign up today to bet 5 bucks and get $200 back in bonus bets guaranteed. With FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. Let's hop to the other side of the line of scrimmage and talk about the QB, Chris. Because this has been not only some additional time with an open week, but apparently some of the first time in any week that he's had to try and establish anything with teammates, whether it's a feel from his offensive line or, you know, uh, pass targets down the field or whatever it might be. I know timing, chemistry, all of the above. Maybe since what, going back, I guess, to the West Virginia week, this is as extended of an opportunity to work on those things that he's had in a month and a half. <laughs> I don't know when he's had a better uh, opportunity to work on those things. So maybe it'll be a little bit better. And I'm thinking about some of those plays we've seen before, you know, a little miscommunication with Fungi here or there, whatever it might be. And you kind of wonder, yeah, uh, how much better could that have been if, say, I don't know, they got to practice together during the week. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I don't know how close to 100% he is. I, it, it, may be, it may be after the season before you ultimately achieve that goal because I think the injury that he's got it, it just simply takes rest and, and and in some cases lots of it however I think he's been chomping at the bit to get out there I think that if anything 
I think since he's kind of taken over, he's got this way about him, uh, which is what people really like. But I think, it, if anything, it's an emotional lift for everybody. Um, and, and I yep. think that him being out there and, and being able to throw it and work on timing and, and handoffs, I mean, I didn't you know, I don't want to gloss over simple execution like those things, working with your center, uh, Dennis, and getting uh, the, the rhythm there is obviously they had plenty of snaps as a as a center QB battery last year uh, in in the in the previous season, but uh, but yeah, I, I just think it's he's he's allowed to now kind of get out there and work on some chemistry and timing, and that's what one of the big things was in this off week for the offense is like yeah, we need to work on taking care of the ball better, but let's work on some chemistry and timing because he hasn't been allowed to. You know, his body hasn't allowed him to be out there and work on any of the the timing or the the throws or anything because he hasn't thrown it. Uh, and so this is the first, I guess, this this portion before this game is the first time he's thrown a football in the middle of the week, I guess, since prior to West Virginia. And even then he wasn't getting, you know, the bulk of the snaps because Tyler Shuck was still the starter going into that game. So bit of an interesting dynamic for sure, but I do think you benefit. I think the extra time helps. I think the receivers will will be better for it, and I think just the generally the, the team is is a, in a better spot for it just because of the, the intangible of just kind of seeing your guy back out there. Yeah, and word to Jordan Brown's mother, I'm hoping this benefits yes. everyone <laughs> uh, as far as pass catchers or otherwise with Baron Morton, uh, maybe being a little bit more comfortable comfortable. Uh, rolling into this ball game. I just, you know, I really wondered, Chris, and maybe I'm boo-boo the fool. I don't know, uh, as a Texas Tech <laughs> fan. But until it's proven to me that I can't feel this way, I'm going to continue to feel this way. And the way I feel is that you should have a football team that is good enough per- to pursue a sixth win. And I, as a fan, should feel, I guess, warranted in expecting that or anticipating that. Now, do you get there? I don't know. But I hope I'm not pushing too much to the middle of the table just based on a QB return, maybe another healthy guy on the defensive side like we've talked about. But I got to tell you, as a fan, I'm sick enough to still be there. Like, I'm still engaged when these guys get back on the field. The number two is there. I'm still talking myself into feeling like, all right, this is a different version of the team than we've seen for the past few weeks. And that's got to be a good thing. Do I need to be talked off the ledge or should I just jump right now? And say no, the trouble. No, and, and I and I don't I don't disagree with you. I, I I and I and but I I do think though that like at some point, man, we could talk about your defense needs to to create more takeaways. We could talk about, hey, man, you need to run the ball more. What are you, what are you doing? Why why is Taj not carrying it more? All those things. At some point, man, your quarterback is going to have to help you win some games. Plural. I think you've said that before. Yeah, and, and that's just the way this thing works, man. Yeah. Like, you can't – you you are not l- – l- let me rephrase it. You are not built in any way for your QB just to kind of be a manager and you just to kind of – you know, your, your defense isn't good enough for you to play it that way. I don't think your running game is good enough for you to play it that way. We just saw, you know, uh, in, in, in I guess different times where – you get behind, you have to start throwing the ball, and then you're you're just in a bind there. But you're not good enough to play it like, say, like Iowa State does it or, or whatever. Your QB yeah. is going to have to be a part of this thing. Am I suggesting that you, you have to throw it 50 times? No. But there's some avoid the mistakes and then make a few throws on third down and in the red zone and, and, and some things like that that are going to have to help you beat a good team. 
that's the thing because really there's no gimme left, man. Central Florida on paper looks like the most manageable one. But, I mean, TCU played the national championship last year. They've lost three of four, but they've also beat you seven of nine times. I mean, they, they've been a – they've kind of had your number. And they've got lots of big-time transfer-type guys. Their quarterback is is a younger one. They've got a top running back as well. I just think at some point to beat a team like that, you're going to have to – you know, and TCU's not been great on the road, you know, uh, this year. They, they Their last two – uh, games they you know they did go to Houston and murder Houston but that was uh the Houston's bad I mean they're really struggling but they went to Ames and they went to Manhattan and it was not pretty for for offensively they couldn't do anything on, on those two road games so we'll see what uh Texas Tech's defense can do but you need your QB to, to like step up and I'm not saying you have to major in him yeah but he's got to make some key throws and plays to to move the chains or to keep a drive going or to to you know make a throw that that's get you in the end zone or something to allow you to get over the hump here. Yeah, and I don't think there's uh well you mentioned the running game not being good enough. Another word that comes to mind, not being deep enough. I mean, how many times you want yeah. to go to that well with one guy? It, it's right. the same result, another way to describe it, but um, how many times are you going to go there? We've seen, you know, 31. We've seen, what, 27. We've seen some big numbers for Taj Brooks, and I'm loving it. And I want plenty more of it, by the way, as he is, what, just a few yards, I think, over 100, like 102 away from a 1,000-yard year, which would be your first since DeAndre Washington. I think we're going to see that happen, hopefully, uh, for Taj Brooks. I still want as big of a dose as I can get uh, of Taj Brooks on Thursday, but I, I totally agree. Your quarterback is going to have to make some plays. I do feel fairly bullish about uh, Baron Morton's ability to do that here or there. But uh, as we started the conversation with, we may just be hoping for, I don't know, a well-executed mesh read. Let's not fight over the ball, boys. Only one of you can take it as a, at a time unless we bring a hacksaw out there, saw it in half, and then we'll really confuse the hell out of the defense. Has anybody considered that? Yeah, some of what we saw last time around has you thinking, uh, you know, baby steps, Dr. Leo Marvin. Before the quarterback's making a play down the field, how about we just execute the handoff, not give it to the other guys? So maybe we'll take that step first and worry about the rest to follow. Chris, appreciate the time as always, my man. Enjoyed it and some really interesting things to chew on as far as some of these adjustments made, uh, not only offensively, but defensively. Uh, we'll be back on the other side to discuss more, getting you ready for Red Raiders and Horn Frogs, man. Looking forward to it. Yep, and I, I just looked it up to make sure, but yeah, Taj Brooks has eight eighty seven. Uh, there we go on the uh, on the year, and Amani uh, Bailey, the TCU running back, has eight fifty one. So these are the two of the top backs, uh, I think, ah. top fifteen in the country. So yeah, there you go, man. But uh, yeah, we'll talk to you tomorrow. Uh, I believe we got uh, we got a little coaches show tonight. We can recap a little That's bit. That's right. We've got uh, Caleb Rogers and Stephen Hamby on the uh, show tonight, along with Coach McGuire. And happy Halloween, everybody. If anybody gives you an apple or a toothbrush or some floss, and especially candy corn, give it back. Because it was a trick, not a treat, man. So happy Halloween and enjoy, everybody. I got to say, Chris, I don't think coming into the year, I was I was high on Taj Brooks. But did you see a 1,000-yard season coming? I'm not sure yeah. I'd check that box. No. Pretty uh, cool. Because you've shared carries in the last several yep. years. This is what most people do. And, you know, Cameron Valdez's status, I think, is still maybe in question for this TCU game, too, to your point about 
Yeah. Not, not a lot of, uh, you know, behind Taj, but uh, man, grown man, had a phenomenal year. Yep. Enjoy him while he's here because it may not <laughs> uh, be too much longer. Indeed. Hopefully making himself some money along the way here in 2023. All right. Thanks for joining us again, making us your first listen here on Locked On Texas Tech. Make sure you're subscribed on YouTube or anywhere you get podcasts so you never miss an episode. And we'll be back to see you for the next round right here on Locked On Texas Tech.